0: The following is a presentation of Embassy Media and Marshall Davis Ministries. Good evening. Welcome to Financial Fridays. I'm brought to you by Marshall Davis Ministries. I'm your host, Elder Alonzo Hinton. Don't before we get started, don't forget to go subscribe to MDM TV on YouTube for more of our great content. We have a great show for you today. We have our special guest, Alicia Lovelace. She's going to talk to us about either our high school seniors returning to school or our college freshmen returning to school and what they need to do to pre- prepare for the upcoming year as far as applying for colleges, financial aid, things like that. But before we do that, we're going to talk about the COVID-19 Protection Ordinance. And before I, Even before I do that, I'm going to go to my page and share this on my Facebook page so everyone can see it who i know and they can share this great information and hopefully you share it also i know you heard about the supreme court ruling overturning the eviction moratorium so we wanted to talk about that today before we got before we got started with our special guests so in june 2020 the city and this is specifically for chicago if you want information as far as your city if you're not in chicago you can go ahead i just went in and put uh, moratorium information for Chicago and this is what came up so in June 2020 the Chicago City Council approved the COVID-19 eviction protection ordinance and this provides additional eviction protection to tenants who inform their landlords in writing of their inability to pay their rent due to COVID-19 impact and then an amendment to the ordinance was passed by the City Council in July of 2021. The ordinance went into effect Effect 60 days after Governor Pritzker executive order limiting evictions for those impacted by COVID-19 expires. So on it went in effect August 20th. The executive order was extended and is scheduled to expire on sec- September 18th, 2021. So what you need to know is that a COVID impact can be claimed when a tenant or another household member is laid off from work. Has their hours at work reduced, has to isolate or quarantine because of COVID 19 diagnosis or possible exposure, or has to care for someone else affected by COVID 19. So, what landlords need to know and do? Landlords who issue five day notices of eviction for non payment must include a notice informing tenant rights under the COVID 19 Eviction Protection Ordinance. <clears throat> Landlords who receive a tenant notice of COVID-19 impact and have not applied for emergency rental assistance funds from either the city or state must register with the Department of Housing no later than the fifth day after issuing a five-day notice of termination of tenancy. Landlords that do not come to an agreement with the tenant after the negotiation period ends and file an action with the circuit court to evict the tenant for non-payment must file an affidavit with the action affirming number one, that reasonable attempts to contact the tenant and negotiate in good faith. And number two, that the landlord registered for the emergency rental assistance program or similar programs offered by the state or County. What impacted tenants need to know and do Chicago residential tenants who have lost income as a direct or indirect result of the COVID-19 pandemic should notify their landlords in writing within five days of receiving an eviction notice to further protect themselves from eviction. This written notification can take place through letter, email, or text message. This can be a message as simple as, I have been unable to pay rent because I have been financially affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. So what happens next once you do all that? Tenants who notify their landlords of a COVID-19 impact will have the five-day notice period extended by seven days for a total of 12 days. During the 12-day period, the landlord must contact the tenant and try to work out with the tenant a plan to avoid eviction. During the 12-day period, the landlord must contact the tenant and try to work out with the tenant a plan to avoid eviction. The plan to avoid eviction could include a repayment plan, mediation, or arbitration, letting the tenant use their security deposit to cover the misrent and agreement for the tenant to move out without the landlord getting eviction judgment against them or other arrangements agreed to by the landlord and tenant. A repayment plan must give a tenant at least two months to repay each month of misrent, But the landlord and tenant can agree to more time if they choose the ordinance specifics specifies i'm sorry what interest and fees a landlord can charge on misrent how a tenant can show the landlord proof of covid 19 impact and what happens if the landlord and tenant decide to use a security deposit this is important landlords are prohibited from requiring tenants agree to a non-disclosure agreement or waiver of rights related to the condition of the unit as part of the agreement so landlords that receive a tenant notice of covid 19 must register with the city of chicago department of housing with some exceptions the purpose of requiring landlords to register is to notify them of the availability of additional rental assistant options as they become available and to provide tenants with access to additional resources. This registration must occur no later than the fifth day after issuing a five-day notice of termination of tenancy. Landlords who have applied for emergency rental assistance funds from either the city or state are not required to register. The ordinance does not require that the landlord and tenant reach agreement, but they make a good-faith effort to do so. If a landlord does not use good faith to try and work out an arrangement with the tenant or does not register with the Department of Housing Emergency Rental Assistance Program but files an eviction case anyway, the tenant will have a defense against eviction. So proof of complying with the city's registration requirement will be required in the event a landlord seeks to file for eviction with the circuit court landlords seeking to evict a tenant that received a notification of covid 19 impact must file an affidavit affirming they attempted good faith negotiations with the tenant and registered with the department of housing proof of complying with the registration requirement can be accomplished by screen printouts of the department of housing registration or downloads of a previously completed erap application with allowable redactions for private or personal information. If you need more information on conflict resolution, you can contact the Center of Conflict Resolution at cmccrchicago.org at or 312 922 6464 at extension 22. So that's all the information we have regarding that. I just thought we have some links here that Pastor Sean is going to put. In the comments, if you need more information, one of those links is actually the website that I got that information from. So he's going to put that in the comments if you need informa- more information. So thank you for listening to that. If you don't need it, this information is possibly somebody you know that may need it. So hold on to it, pass it on if needed. That's why it's great to share Financial Fridays information because we always have information that can help someone, even if it doesn't help you personally. So now we're going to have our special guest come on, Alicia Lovelace. Alicia, are you ready?
1: You I am. <laughs> I'm ready.
0: How's it going?
1: It's going well. How is it with you?
0: Oh, fantastic. So uh, I know you started a new position. Do you want to mm-hmm. share that and share with the people what you do now, just in case they need to reach out to you for any information?
1: Um, I guess the blessing is what I do now is all on top of what I've always done, which is actually help students and parents um, gather accesses, accessing resources, preparing uh, goal setting and preparing for what they will do after their students graduate high school. So okay. I, I am, uh, I'm without giving a whole lot away about my title along with I'm always a credential college and career access, a credential college and career uh, advisor and mm-hmm. ac- as an access coordinator. But this year I am getting a new uh, adjective added to that, a new action, which is navigator. So what I've been doing all along is actually helping students and parents navigate the post-secondary process. Mm-hmm. And now I get to have it added to the title. I think I kind of like it. I help I'm um, helping people to navigate. And as a navigator, you have to have the ability to see kind of what's ahead of where you're going. You have to have a plan of where you're going, but you also have to have to know what's ahead. And maybe some of the things that um, are your resources when you are as you're traveling, as you're mm-hmm. on your destination, but also some of the barriers that may come up and know where your detours are, but also where your um, where your supports are so that you can get to your destin the destination that you're planning to get to in a timely fashion. So
0: So are you excited?
1: I am. I think uh I think what you don't hear in excitement is cuz I'm already working. I'm ready to work. It's right. that time. It's always the grind. I think people think that uh the college application process, the post secondary access process stops, but it doesn't. Um we're actually helping students and parents understand what they're getting into. We're helping them through the process. And when we're just, when the students have graduated high school, we're still supporting them making sure they get from high school to the destination that they have been planning on getting to, whether it was the world of work, whether it was, um, whether it was college or some type of other training or learning program. And then we don't stop until we're at the door. And then we start all over again with a new set of students. And we're still that support for the students who have already entered into their first year or second year of college. They do come back because they have built a relationship with you and they, if they need you, they will call. uh, They will email. They will, uh, as we say, can possible you <laughs> call you, beep you, text you to uh, find out if you can help them navigate the next situation that they're in.
0: Right, so, we, always, we always need help. When, no matter what age we are, no matter what stage we are in life, we always need assistance. It's always we somebody we need to ask questions to. So what the last time we had you on, we talked about what should upcoming seniors and incoming freshmen should be doing over the summer to prepare Mm for college. Now it's the end of August. People are either already gone to school on their way to school. So for seniors starting their senior year of high school or freshmen starting their freshman year of college, what type of advice do you have? What type of things should they be focused on these first few weeks of school? I know that's a lot. So take your time.
1: First, I want to say there's some students due to a lot that's transpired over this uh, course of this year and families having to make adjustments. A lot of students have not met that first set of deadlines in order to enter into college. But I want them to not be in despair. I don't want them to give up on their dreams. I don't want them to stop uh, making moves. You know, this is not the time to to give up on those things. I want them to still reach out for help. So one of the things that I have written down here, this is a time of exploring your web of support and your resources because some of our students they may have missed the deadline but there is another access point just because you uh there's a delay in your plan that does not mean that that plan is over that that dream is dead that it is denied there is a next term there is a next semester there is a next application period for you to access so that's whether that's for a lot of times people are thinking about just my uh, traditional students who are those who are coming out of high school, but yes. I have adults and parents who they think their time and their dream of going back to school has been denied, has been delayed so long that it's denied. I want to tell you that it's not that case right now. Just as you're talking about all those acting cares money that are out there. There are so many programs that are available for first time applying students, whether you are fresh out of high school, or if you got a GED, or some other type of uh, uh, assessment that says that you have mastered the 12th grade level, you still can attend college as well, or a short term program. And um, there are a number of institutions that are offering free tuition, scholarships, grants, computers, to get these students in. So I so, just wanted to say that because I don't want them to get, o- to not think that they have been looked over, that there's still no uh, opportunity.
0: So today is August 27th. So are you saying it's still opportunities out here for people on August 27th?
1: Yes, there, there are, um, the city colleges of Chicago, you've today was the last uh, day to apply for the 16 week term, but they have a 12 week term. So wow. you can start, applying for that right now and you can work on that next week and there are a number of staff at the institutions and around the city that are helping to uh for uh incoming students applicants to navigate that process so there are other programs other community colleges other universities that may you may not have been able to get in for the fall term but they may still have rolling admissions where you can get in in their spring term or trimester so there's still many schools out there and it's about um exploring your web of support and your resources so you know which school institutional organization is best fit for you at this time
0: fantastic so So, we always as you mentioned we always talk about the students going into school returning to school whatever you mentioned that some might choose to go to the workforce how do you support Mm -hmm. them
1: A lot of students uh, are going into the workforce and, of course, freshly coming out of high school, we may have to help support them with updating a resume, creating a resume, uh, filling out job applications, making sure that they are keeping their channels of communication open. Mm -hmm. A lot of times applicants will submit an application but they don't check their email to make sure that they have received correspondence checking their spam uh checking voicemail their <laughs> their messages that are being left and un left unread in each of these areas um so that is the way that the world especially during this time of COVID, a yeah. lot of things have not they've gone paperless and right. so we need our students and applicants to make sure that they are using emails and phone numbers that are active and that they check regularly so that they can be able to seize opportunities when people contact them about them. And also if the, uh, where they're applying to is asking for additional information for them to move forward in the application process. Uh, Also, let's see. They should be. We also support them with trying to reach out and find other opportunities. Sometimes it's who you know and who you're connected to. So sometimes we know, well, have you thought about applying here? I, we saw on the news that there were a lot of a uh, lot of openings at this particular company that mm-hmm. seemed to that seemed that might be um, advantageous for you and. For this particular year, I have I've seen more infomercials and commercials and advertisements for the added benefit that these that um, our normal entry level jobs are starting to say that they are offering tuition reimbursement, right. meals benefits where they weren't being um these jobs weren't actually providing those things before so these are prime time for students that if they wish to enter the world of work there's some benefits that even if they wanted to work and maybe they might decide that they wanted to go back to school there are some opportunities there for them as well
0: and then i saw somebody they were offering bonuses to to get people to come in because people aren't applying they aren't taking these jobs. So there's a lot of opportunities out there because of everything that's happened over the last year and a half where people are adding extra benefits to try to get people to take employment. I'm sorry, go ahead. I interrupted
1: you. No, do not interrupt me at all. I think I want to reinforce to um everyone that's out there, this is not, it seems like it's a time of lack, but really There are so many opportunities out there to access and you can't wait for them to just drop at your door. You do have to go and explore and look for them, but you do have to have an idea of what you want and you have to be willing to do the work to get it. Um, This is not a time to slack off. This is a time to go get it. If you haven't been a go getter before, this is a time to be a go getter. Now, there are so many things out there for our students, our parents and families to access and we can't be afraid of it. We can't be afraid of the work. We can't be afraid of have, asking for help and receiving it.
0: Right. So I want to go back to something you said earlier. Mm-hmm. You mentioned non-traditional students. Yes. I, when I went back to college, I was a non-traditional student because I was in my 30s. I had children. I remember one of my kids, I had to take them to class with me one time because they had something going on with school. Do you counsel or is there some type of resource that we have for non-traditional students whoever parents mothers fathers whoever grandparents who want to go back to school get their college degree get their ged do you help with those people or do you refer them to someone who can help them
1: i think i always look to see if i can help but if i don't know the answers because i don't have all the answers i'm always reaching out and referring um Referring people to other resources. That's also part of my job as a connector, that we want um, people to access these other points of resources. So, again, when I talked about accessing, um, IDing, and accessing your web of support, a lot of times people don't reach out so that you can, you may tap one person, but they're connected to other people and they're connected to other people. And so, definitely. There are places for there are continuing education, adult continuing education. Uh, there, there are offices at each of our city colleges of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Our other universities have continuing adult education as well. So they don't look at you as like I uh, as your non traditional students or So you're 30. So we're not going to counsel you. Right. We don't think you need help because you've been you've been navigating the world for a long time. But they realize that you are newly av- navigating this process and so those same advisors are there for you don't look at that your age is now a barrier in this instance actually it's an asset you are a resource walking into these classrooms and people want you to be there and so they're looking for you to apply they're looking for you to ask for help in these same offices offices of disability ombudsman, all these offices are there to work for you no matter what age. They're only thinking about the learner, the student. And it doesn't matter what age, color, creed, race you are. They're looking to support you. This is what they get paid to do. And a lot of us have passion to do the work for. So come on in and get the help you need.
0: You definitely have that passion. You can see it. I know you in person. I see you every Sunday and you can see that passion over the air. The last question I'm going to ask mm-hmm. a new student, a freshman going into college. My parents dropped me off. It's Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. What steps do you recommend? What's one of the first things I should do as a new college freshman on campus?
1: And they just
0: dropped you off Saturday evening? Dropped you off. It's Saturday, maybe it's monthly <laughs> school star. I'm trying to. A because a lot of times you get dropped off and before school starts, you just don't know what to do. You just sitting around waiting for classes to start. Should oh. they try to join a club? Should they walk around campus and learn about the campus? What should they do to make themselves feel comfortable?
1: I want you to not shut your door. Yes. What happens is some students, I was first generation student and I promise you, I closed the door and I cried for the first five minutes.
0: That was I, I'm a, I didn't cry, but that was it was something similar. I was all upset my parents left me I was I was just upset I was by myself I didn't know what I was going to do one day I was at home in my parents house a few hours later I was at this gigantic school by myself and that's a gigantic transition that a lot of people don't realize until they're in that situation I'm sorry go ahead
1: no, I'm just saying once you cry your tears and hurry up and dry them off, whether it's with the the handheld dryer, some tissues, some something, and then open the door back and go exploring. Meet your neighbors because that's a Saturday. Guess what? I'm, I'm just going to be real. The campuses are on and popping. They They're have activities. Yeah. They have activities for students to get to know each other. You're going to get to know um, you're going to be there a little bit before school starts. So You're going to meet your neighbors. Uh, RA, your resident advisor, who is one of your key points of of access and resource, your 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 roommate. Hopefully, you'll meet them, but your RA is going to be your first point, and then you're going to also have um, access at some point to your invite your academic advisors. They're going to be your BFFs as well, as well as your department, whatever department you fall under, uh, that you applied under, even if you are undecided, you still fall under an umbrella of a department and they're there to help. So your RA, your advisors, your academic advisors, your financial aid advisors, Mm -hmm. you should should have them on dial and on set in your email, but don't close your door network. Branch out, come out of your comfort zone. Now, I know some students get to school, and I'm going to be real because I'm a mentor to, to students as well. I know you're like, this is the first time that I'm away from parents. It's about to be on. Like, there's a party, there's a darty every day up until it's time to go to school. So, guess what? You have to plan now as an adult. You have to plan when you party. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to plan for it to take care of the business. Those who work hard get to play hard. You understand, but there's a time and and time and uh, place for everything. So know that if it's Saturday and we start school on Monday, get your party on on Saturday, yeah. Sunday. The first part yeah. recuperate, yeah. Lord, and 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 recuperate. And then start to get your things together so that you are ready for first day of school. They usually have a little bit uh, for classes. And if you don't have an alarm clock, I know you all rely on your phones, but put your put your go ahead and set up those things that help you be successful. So those are your reminders in your phone, your alarms, your emails. And if you have class, you have an eight o'clock class. If you are so blessed <laughs> to have an eight o'clock class. I know students want to roll out of bed at 755, but you also have to use this weekend to plot how long it's going to take you to get to your class. So you might want to roll out of bed at 755, but it actually takes you 15 minutes to walk up the hill. You might want to get up just a little bit earlier so that you can account for your travel time, even if you are on campus. But the same thing for students who are who have to commute back and forth to school. You have to. Set yourself up for success, checking the weather, checking travel times. So you know how much time you really have and then know how to adjust to weather conditions and to traffic conditions, as well as what's going on on your campus. They give on your campus, they give you a lot of information alerts because you need to know what's happening in your surrounding area. Your campuses are not in a bubble. So there's things that are happening. Around your campus and on your campus, that you should be aware of. There may be some situations, and we've had that come up in the last year right. where there were um, demonstrations and things like that. So, you, you want to make sure you're aware of what's
0: happening.
1: Right. So, again, that was explore ID and explore your uh, web of support and your resources and um don't be afraid to make new friends don't um don't be afraid to talk to students in your classes because you're going to be of support to each other you might not be the best at taking notes but your buddy next to you might be you might be better at hearing information and digesting it you might be able to work well with that person utilize your resources on campus Just because you go to the tutoring office, and I'm gonna say it this way so it helps someone, you're not dumb, you're not lacking. This is what they're there to do, to show you a way that'll help you be a great scholar. So tutoring services are there for you. The writing center is there to help you. And so utilize them, they're free.
0: Can I say something? (laughs) because you got into the college so you deserve to be there a lot of people think they don't deserve to be there because they're struggling they're having an issue but those those writing center math center computer center i don't know if they still have those they had it when i was in college those things are there to help you as sister alicia said use your web of resources you got in there you deserve to be there now you have to do the work i'm sorry sis go ahead
1: Nope. and do the work to stay there sometimes our students you need to remember your why do not lose focus of why you're there you're there to get an education because there is a goal you have in mind of becoming this entrepreneur or this it mogul whatever your why is because some students go away and they may have a skewed why Sometimes they're going because they just want that campus life. They want to just get away. Most students I know, definitely the ones that live in Chicago. I just want to get away from mom and dad. I want to, you know, I want to be independent, independent. And our apostle has been talking about that. And I wrote this down in a different way. The way they say it in the world of work is called a racy model. It's about responsibility, accountability, accountability, support, who you consult with and who you inform. So, It's your, you are responsible. You have now entered this world of education. And when you enter into college, they don't see you as a high schooler, as a teenager. They don't even give your information to your parents any longer unless you sign a FERPA agreement, an agreement that allows them to give access to another person to to have communication on your behalf. You are seen as the adult. And now, and I'm going to use real language. Now you think you've grown and you can handle it. Again, let's make sure you can. But don't forget about your web of support and your resources. Your parents, as always, or that very critical adult, that special critical adult, because it may not always be a parent. It might be an aunt. It might be a grandma. Mm -hmm. um, But make sure you keep them abreast of what's going on with you. They're not there a part of your accountability system. So we talked about responsibility. It's your responsibility to get this education. It's a responsibility for your teachers to provide information, but it's yours to get it. But you're accountable to certain people, those that are helping, that have helped you get here to this to this doorstep. Those who have, who are helping to pay some for um, this tuition that you're paying or supporting you. You're accountable to them because they were, a part of your dream and planning so i'm not saying that well they're not doing anything to help me get to school but they're supporting you in many ways right they drove you down to school to make sure you got there you're accountable to them and in the sense to let them know how you're doing in school because sometimes you may say i'm having trouble with a professor and they may um some of your web of support which is including your campus web of support, may be able to give you some strategies and some advice on how to best deal with those situations. So don't just count them out because you're not there, you know, because they're not there with you. They are just in a different way. Um, And then support. Again, who are your supporting people? And I talked about that, the different writing centers or tutoring or your academic and financial aid advisor, Um, that critical adult back home, uh, the counseling centers at our colleges and universities. And when I'm saying these things, I know I'm talking about college, but I want parents and those out in the audience to know these things are applicable back reversed into the under. um, the high school students. These same right. types of resources, they may be labeled slightly differently, but um, slightly different, but they're they also in the high them. school. Yes. Okay. So again, this is a time even in our lower grades to identify supports and to access them. And for that social emotional support as well. Our students have transitioned. They are adulting. They have not gone full blown (laughs) adult yet. Some are, um, but even an adult, I've gone back to school I'm currently in school and I still have to rely on my academic advisor to help support as I transition because it's been 12, almost 15 years since I've been in school. And so I had to adjust again, doing that now with all the other responsibilities that I have. Is it was it difficult? A little bit, but it would have been more difficult had I not reached out for help. Right. Um, So don't, again, think that there's something wrong that you do that. Guess what? If it wasn't meant for you to do it, they wouldn't be there. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't have a position. (laughs) They wouldn't have put money on top of a position for a person um, to be there to support you if it was not needed and necessary. And everybody should be accessing them, even if it's for a short term. Don't think because you go to tutoring, you have to stay there for the whole year. You might only need their support for one assignment, for one season, one semester, one class just mm-hmm. this week, you might need them for that. Um, and then informed, who do you inform about your progress? Who do you inform about your, your needs or um, about anything else you might need? There's your parents, your at home web of support. There's your friend community, you still have your peers, but then you also still have your um, academic supports, teachers, Administration and these different departments that are within the college. So again, I'm speaking both not only college, but in um, high school and elementary. These things are transferable. This is transferable information, applicable information and transferable skills can be used in any setting. If I show you how to complete a job application, a job application is very similar to a scholarship application, to a college application. So, if you learn the skills of how to do those things, if you learn to navigate and advocate in these other areas, you can do it in others. So, I just want, I'm saying a lot and I'm saying it fast because I know we have limited time. But, Take
0: um, take your time, sis.
1: I want also for our students this is a time to learn what your organization's uh system is like mm-hmm. you have to be aware of deadlines sometimes as students or as people because we've been so used to responding we're not um
0: we don't take not, the initiative we're not, not just
1: proactive. yeah the initiative and then to be um proactive
0: proactive yep
1: and so they are not taking their time to look at their calendars yes I did the weirdest thing and I know people think that maybe this is strange but I took all my syllabus and I took a calendar book for I got from the dollar store and I literally wrote down when all my assignments were due I had all of my other things I had to do for work and home in this same space and then I backwards mapped when I was able to do my reading in my assignment. And so I knew that sometimes I had to do my assignment two days before it was due because that's when I had the time to do it and focus on it. And you have to do what's best for you. You have to find your system. But part of that is getting all the information you need to get. Mm-hmm. Read your syllabus, your syllabi, I'm sorry. Because a lot of times I think that's just an added piece of paper. No, somebody every took time, the time to time, give you a plan, a map, with deadlines and directions, and you need to use it. Um, Once you put it down in your little system or download it, and I say if you're in school, as much information, this is a time where everything is flowing in. You need to write things down. You need to input them in your phone. Utilize this technology for what it is for. (laughs) <laughs> um, so put the alerts in your phone for these deadlines and sometimes students may write when it's due but they don't give themselves an alert that is due then and an alert for when they need to do it so what will happen is they run past the all the grace and time that they had to do it and now they're up on the end of it and it's due at 1159
0: that's excellent, excellent. <laughs> excellent.
1: and you have not accounted for your time, your energy level, your focus, if you have all the information you need it, you need or if the system will malfunction, because I guarantee at 1159 when you're trying to hit the send submit button, something may not go according to its design. Yeah, so you have to give yourself time so that if there is a glitch in the system, you always have a way out right. at this particular point in time. At this, here's print screen, professor. I submitted, it didn't happen, it's now past the deadline. May I still submit?
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So, Excellent.
1: I really want them to um, get all of their full calendar of what it is they have to do. Um, your work schedule. Some of our students are working. Some of our students are involved in activities. They're, as a part of their academic profile, they're athletes. So you have certain types of time where you have to be in practice or you have to train. And then you also have study tables. It depends on where you are, that they have that time. You have to be aware of all that time. And sometimes you got to schedule your playtime too, to make sure you get it.
0: Schedule your playtime. Yes, you do. You know,
1: so um, don't. um, And again, I think the last thing I had priority deadlines, everything has its (laughs) time and its season and some things have to take priority over others. And you you have to be the judge of that. But they will um, tell you financial aid, priority deadlines. Of course, before I get off of this, uh, this broadcast, October Mm -hmm. 1st. Is the first day that you can file for your FAFSA just because it's October 1st this does not mean you have to wait till September 30th <laughs> to do to great to get all your materials together there is information out there for you that you should most of us may have already filed our taxes according you know at the appropriate deadline if you haven't you have time now hopefully you have put in for your extension so that you can but try to fill out your FAFSA um, starting October 1st, and certain colleges have, as for incoming, well, for applicants, so seniors who are applying, some have priority deadlines for for FAFSA, for financial aid, free application for federal student aid. They have priority deadlines, and they are attached to scholarship
0: access. Exactly.
1: Now, if you are applying and you're not trying to do that, you might be able to do their secondary deadline, which is later on because they still have admissions going on. But if you want the first pick to get in the uh, those who used to play cards in the kitty, right with right there in that type of money, then you need to apply as close as you can um, right after October, right at October 1st.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: for our students who are in school, our college students, same deadline for you, too you're doing a renewal FAFSA for our students for our, and I'm talking students of whatever age, if you are not eligible, if you are not an eligible non-citizen and you're not able to complete the FAFSA, there are sometimes other applications. There's an alternative application for financial aid that colleges can have you fill out as well as if it's not that they may have alternative forms for you to be able to, um, To get aid, still maybe get state money. Might not be able to get federal money, but you could get state money for all Illinois high school students, high school seniors. There is a financial aid requirement that the FAFSA be complete, and so you have one of three options. If you're eligible to complete the FAFSA, you must do so. If you are not, there is a alternative financial aid application for you to fill out, and if you are not able to do, you don't fit into either one of those categories. There is then a procedure that at your schools with your counselors, there is a waiver. Now, just because you don't want to do the FAFSA, that does not um, give you access to the waiver. It has to be very specific, certain, certain uh, circumstances. A lot to add to right now, that's a whole nother thing, yeah. but know that that is a graduation requirement for all Illinois
0: to senior fill out. students
1: to fill out the form of financial aid. So whether that's the FAFSA or alternative financial aid application, or if there are very specific circumstances, then there can be a waiver applied. It is part of, they want every senior to have a post-secondary plan, a very thought out post-secondary plan. And part of that is that, For what my grandmother used to say, you have to count up the cost to be the boss. So this is the education that you want. You have to not only fill out the application to gain access, you have to also know um, to be able to get into the program that you're desiring to get into, but you also have to be able to afford to go to and through the program and the college. So that's why those are those components there for our senior students. And just because you're a junior, because I had at least two juniors this year who graduated as seniors early, a half a year early. So I want you all to know that post-secondary planning does not start at 12th grade, 17, 18. It does not start there. It starts in kindergarten. It starts when your students are, um, talking about what their interests are. It is never too early to start putting away uh, finances and finding out your web of support and your uh, resources so that you can start to plan for when your child or children want to further their education. And don't forget one other thing, parents, If you're working, there are certain benefits that are there in your companies for going back to school that there is tuition reimbursement. Sometimes there is tuition waiver altogether or there might be a certain number of classes that they that your students can take. And those things also may apply for you. So you want to they also each of everywhere we like to shop. They offer scholarships. You have to look for them. So um, so Burger King, Target, Walmart, they're all offering scholarships. There's money out there. Now you're in an international pool when you come to those. But if you don't put your hat in, if you don't apply, you can't access it. And also there are smaller pools, Uh, city of uh, CPS students. There are uh, targeted actual scholarship opportunities that are there for those students and there are targeted activities. So that means someone has taken the time to research and to actually form relationships with these scholarship grantors to say that our Chicago students want to access the monies for your applicant for your uh, company. And I, I, as the company, want to give these resources to your mm-hmm. students.
0: I'm yeah, not I'm trying try to cut you put off, you but nope. I think, I think that, that we need to have, we a have a show specifically about how to fill out the scholarship about. and what okay. you talk about. That. So okay. we'll get some time together. I, I want you to continue on your thought, but we're going to get some time together. and We're going to come together with a show where we just talk about how to apply for scholarships. Okay. How do you feel mm-hmm. about that? So continue go home with your thought. I just had that mm-hmm. thought. We have to do this and so
1: again i'm usually pumping out a lot of information to you i think um and i know if you don't have a pin down hopefully you know push replay push push share re review again to catch it all
0: starting this week financial fridays is now available on itunes and soundcloud so they can go to ccc embassy live go to itunes or soundcloud and go to ccc embassy live and they can replay this at any time. Go ahead. Awesome.
1: Don't count out your counselors at your schools, at your high schools, and at the institutions uh, of higher learning. So the colleges and universities and training programs. That's what your counselors are there for. A lot of times we don't want to go and talk to like report card pickup. Now it's parent conferences. If, If they feel like their students did well, then some parents don't always come out to those things to talk to. I saw it on the parent portal or either the electronic thing. talk to these teachers and these counselors, because you want to build relationship with them so that to be honest, so you yourself as a student or for you, the parent, your child is just not a number. There is a relationship there. And I'm not saying that counselors won't do the work for all, for all of their students, but understand how life works when you're in relationship with someone that you come to their mind. You right. know, when certain things are coming up, when you talk to someone about that, I want to become a broadcast journalist. When someone has heard you speak that or someone knows of s- someone, they will connect you.
0: They will connect.
1: So. You. They will connect you. They will remember you and connect you, speak your name. So that's a, it's an important thing about opening your mouth and speaking about the things that you want to um, have happen in your life. And you will begin to make form connections and then relationships that can, which is called networking. If you want another word for it, that will help you along your path. Um, I may not have again, The knowledge about broadcast journalism, but I know someone who just might and let me connect you to them I'm just using that as an example that there I may not know all there is to know about finances when it comes to personal finances But guess what? I know someone named elder Hinton that I can connect you to I may not know how to build a business from top to top to bottom but I got I know uh, Elder Anthony Williams that I can connect you to. So don't for, don't forget to open your mouth and connect with people because that's how we begin to again form relationships and then get access to other things. Um, it's not just for others that get access. We are of support and access to to ourselves. We have wealth and businesses connected to in our community as well and we want to also be able to connect to others right community and resources just it's because a, you think that people
0: in our communities who have access to everything you need people try to put it out there like it's not available but it definitely is available i've seen it working in the banking industry you've seen it in your area where we can connect with each other go ahead sis i'm sorry um i just want to
1: I know no other way of thinking my natural parent, my natural parents and my spiritual parents don't um, have not afforded me the thought to think that there is lack. There is no lack in um, what we can access. We have to have the mind to do it, the will to do it. If you don't have a will to do anything, you won't go, you go far. So I am not, I'm teaching in the sense that I want people to step out, and, and to do this, I never thought, and I'm gonna use myself as an example, that I could go to school during this time because I was putting a daughter through through college and she was in college, I'm working full time, wife, but then also I have a younger child who's in school. Never thought that I could do it right now. I was going to put it off. Right. The time was now, every door opened up for it. The finances opened up, they didn't come out my pocket, The finances opens up the opportunity opened up and so did the support. They would not let me not take advantage of the program. So understand there are people out there for you. And these people don't know me from Adam. So understand there are other people out there like that, who are put in position divinely and naturally to support you. So don't, don't not extend yourself to take advantage of these opportunities if your students right now are looking to get into programs there are also agreements um, that are out there they're called articulation agreements so that's the fancy word but that if you're in certain programs maybe in the CPFTA program long acronym, but it's for students who actually want to be firemen and policemen, things like that, that they have a program that they will connect you to the mm-hmm. city colleges of Chicago. And then there is scholarship. There's access to the pro to get into the college, but there's also scholarship. There's also mentorship. So understand being a part, starting in a program, uh, in your freshman year, connected to certain people may afford you access cuz there's some um like that you with the college of
0: school? you mean high, high school? school yeah right high okay.
1: school and there are now I was part of a program that actually was about post secondary awareness and we started in middle school so there are programs that start in middle school that start helping to support um schools families to help st- help students and families start to make this Navigate this system early so that um, that they are not intimidated by the process because it is right. for them. It's also there to level the playing field. You know, again, it's about inf- information and access. And when you have that, it's hard to be denied.
0: Right. Exactly. Because,
1: you know, what you you know, what your rights are, you know, what your are you uh, what you are supposed to be able to access. And it's hard for somebody to tell, you know, at that point. Okay.
0: So, so make, make this your last point, sis. Yep.
1: Yeah, okay. The last one. Again, with the deadlines, um, a lot of our students start to apply for schools, our um, seniors, and they start to apply to everywhere. They're throwing a wide net. Somebody accept me. But mm-hmm. we don't want them to do that. We want you to be very um, mindful and strategic about where you put your time, right. your energy. And your money although you may not always be paying for the application fees there are application fees uh, attached to uh college applications transcripts depends on your school and it depends on the the uh system you're in whether it's cps or alternative schools or suburban schools it really just depends yeah. and so you want to be strategic this is the time for you to line your ducks up in a row Look at what schools you're interested in. Go ahead and cast your net for information, sending out um, logging onto their website, filling out information cards to get them to send you information back and also going on to access their student portals um, and their um, application websites so that you can get as much information as possible. And they have admissions reps, representatives uh, that are there that are looking to get a hit from you. Uh, to looking to get you to access them so that they can tell you more about their institution and help you navigate that process. They're looking for that. So uh, start, again, that's part of your access, IDing and accessing your web of support and resources. And lastly, um, put your goals and things in front of you. Um, Again, put them up on the mirror, on the wall, On your phone, some type of scrolling message. Again, I cannot tell you how important it is to remember your why, because when it gets tough, when it looks like doors seem to be closing or I'm not quite sure how I can handle it all. Your why, which is tied to your purpose and is also tied to um. Your purpose, your purpose for what you're trying to do in life and um, the vision you have for your life. It's tied all to that. And if you have that in front of you, you get to remind yourself. You get to jumpstart yourself. You get to kick yourself in the butt when you know you have not done exactly all you needed to do to grab a hold and attain that uh, that why. And so and then also. Don't be afraid to tell someone else your why to have an accountability partner, but someone who's going to cheer you on. But it's also going to tell you the truth about some things that you need to do in order for you to still make that dream and that vision happen. So I wouldn't mind being one of those partners. I'm gonna cheer you on, but I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to tell you that you need to do some things. I will help you navigate and work through them. And there are other people like that out in the world um, like you, Brother, um, Brother Hinton, but that we will at least get you started. And it's up to you to carry the momentum, but we will be there to support you in many ways. So thank you so much for your time today and the opportunity to, again, speak to um, my CCC family and now the growing (laughs) Facebook Live family. So I hope I have been a resource.
0: Thank you, sis. You're amazing as always. You're an amazing resource. That's why I always want you to come on. Look at your calendar. I didn't know you were in school. So look at your calendar and find a time. Uh, where you can sit down and talk about the scholarship because i think that would be a great great show where we just talk about scholarship opportunities if we need to pre-record it or whatever then play it later on we'll do that just let us know thank you alicia lovelace for joining us here on financial fridays before before we go i want to remind you of some scriptures that i had Second Timothy one to seven for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind or self-control. If you're dealing with an eviction, a possible eviction, remember God has still put you in control of your thoughts. Don't allow yourself to become negative. Look at your options. Find out what your options are. You can replay Financial Fridays. Go to the link and see what type of alternatives you have. The word of god says wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom with all thy getting get an understanding once again take advantage of all of these resources proverbs 4 and 7 hosea 4 and 6 my people are destroyed for not a lack of skin color not a lack of money not a lack of generational wealth my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge my people are destroyed of lack of not for lack of knowledge but then in mark 23 13 23 Jesus goes on to say, but take heed. Behold, I have foretold you all things. So Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and to guide us. So let's take advantage of that. Let's take time to learn how to hear from Holy Spirit. And Sometimes Holy Spirit speaks to a person. So take advantage of all the wisdom and the opportunities and the resources. As Sister Alicia said, the web of resources that you have. Thank you for joining us on Financial Fridays. Don't forget to go subscribe to MDM TV on YouTube for more of our great content. And don't forget our great CCC embassy live uh, updates. I'm sorry, lineup on iTunes and SoundCloud. The morning dig with Pastor Sean Davis, the daily meds with Apostle Marshall Davis. Then, of course, Financial Fridays. Once again, thank you for joining us on Financial Fridays. I'm your host. Elder Alonzo Hanson, Financial Fridays is always brought to you by Marshall Davis Ministries. For our producer in the background, Pastor Sean Davis, thank you, brother. You always make us look good. You have a great day. And don't forget, the best is yet to come.